and Mr. Isaacs called me. He said, Franklin, they've lost 14 ambulances without even thinking. I said, you call them and you tell them right now that we will replace every ambulance they lost. Welcome back to another episode of On the Ground with Samaritan's Purse, where we take you to the front lines and behind the scenes of our work around the world. I'm your host, Christy Graham, and last week, Franklin Graham, the president of Samaritan's Purse, dedicated 14 new ambulances in Israel. Samaritan's Purse gave these ambulances to Megan David Adom, which is Israel's emergency services agency. Since October 7th, when Hamas attacked Israel, 19 medics with Megan David Adom have been killed, and 14 of their ambulances were destroyed. These medics are risking their lives to respond to the needs in their country, but their resources have been severely damaged. And we aren't only providing them with 14 new ambulances, which were dedicated last week, uh, but we saw such a need and we're increasing their fleet. We've committed to providing an additional eight armored ambulances, which are in production now. And I know how important these ambulances are to them. I had the privilege to talk with two of these medics who responded on October 7th and have been responding ever since. We'll put the link in our show notes if you weren't able to listen, and I encourage you to go back. One of the medics, Hadas, is in her early 20s. She's so brave. She loves her country and her people. And she told me what it was like responding that day. And she talked about how the armored ambulances allow them to keep treating patients after patients, even in the midst of conflict. Franklin Graham recently dedicated these ambulances to God. And each of the ambulances were given in memory of the medics that were killed in action. And we'll share more about the ambulance dedication in a little bit. But first, I want to start with a conversation one of our podcast correspondents, Stephen, had with a McGinn David Dome team member while he was on the ground in Israel. Stephen talked to Adrian in northwest Israel, extremely close to the border with Lebanon. So can you tell me a little bit about... Um who McGinn David Adam is and your role here. I know that, like you said, many families from this town have left. They've had to leave for safety. But you're here. Who are you all and what do you do? Well, I'm the chief of this whole area of McGinn David Adam. All these people that are here, they are uh, workers and volunteers. Okay. And in this organization that stay here, risking themselves, for the community and for all of the people. Magen David Adom, is, it's not, not care if it's a soldier, it's a, even if it's a terrorist, mm-hmm. you treat him. Yeah. Why do you risk your own life to stay here so close to the border, so close to Hezbollah, and, and help those who might be in need from future attacks? Uh, it begins from, uh, from childhood. All, all the people that you see here, it begins from uh, the volunteers. My, my son, who sits here, mm-hmm. he, he heard my stories and my uh, ambition to, to, do, to help people. We, we love to, to help people. It's very rewarding and it's also, uh, it's make you uh, a man, yeah. a woman, uh, in, in very uh, little age. Yeah. You know, because you, you mature, yes, yes, yes. Because mm-hmm. so, they, they uh, get to places and situations mm-hmm. with families, mm-hmm. very hard situations, 
And this is one in Israel we need I see. to grow up very fast. Yeah. Well, my my child now is 20 years old, but he's doing things that uh, a child when he was 18 years old don't need to know uh, to do. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But this is the reality in Israel. Yeah. Many of us of the Magen David workers go to the to battle. So you know, and they also injured. I see. We, we have in our. Uh, station injured the uh, injured the uh, paramedic okay. so this is part of us adrian and his fellow medics are risking their lives daily to save others and clearly we all know there's great need in israel and that's why i'm excited that samaritan's purse has been able to partner with them lives will be saved because of these ambulances and their brave medics now i want to take you to the ambulance dedication that happened last week in israel it was a huge event with hundreds of guests, including the mayor of Jerusalem. And I loved what Franklin shared. Uh, I felt like I was in the room listening to this audio. Uh, but Franklin did have a translator with him, translating the words into Hebrew. So you'll hear a little bit of that as well. Um, here's what he shared. I wanted to read a passage of scripture. And it's in Isaiah chapter 61. The spirit of of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion to give them beauty for ashes and the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of the heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. As Samaritan's Purse, we respond to crises, and we do it all over the world. Wars, famines, storms, we use equipment, we have trucks filled with supplies and tools so that when there's a tornado or a hurricane, we can help people. We have our own cargo airplanes. We can fly anywhere in the world within a, a few hours. We have emergency field hospitals. Uh, during COVID, we set one up in Cremona in Italy. We had one also in New York City in Central Park. But we've also offered uh, to your government, if there was ever a need for emergency field hospital, we would bring them here as well. I'm an evangelical Christian who loves Israel. You see, I believe the Bible teaches that Israel is God's people. Out of all the countries of the world, God chose Israel. He chose the Jewish people, and he chose this nation to be its nation. I've been here over 40 times. Uh, my father uh, brought my father, Billy Graham, who brought me here in 1960 for the very first visit. And we, we came from Jordan uh, through the Mandelbaum Gate into to, to Israel. Much has changed in those days. There have been many battles that Israel has had to fight for its freedom. My father supported Israel. He believed the Bible. I believe the Bible. And I believe every word of the Bible. I don't understand it all, but I believe it. 
On October 7th, Israel was attacked. On the 10th of October, we had Samaritan's first team arrive. And we just started looking for ways how to help people. At that time, you had tens of thousands of people that had to be evacuated. I heard numbers like close to a half a million at one point, living in hotels, other kibbutzes. And so we began to help with food vouchers, food boxes, and we just began to do what we could to help. We brought in 1,000 trauma kits. It's in a backpack. Uh, just think of it as um, everything, almost everything in that ambulance is shrunk down and put inside that backpack. We brought 1,000 of those in. We've been working with mayors, with various projects. We began working with Magin David Adom about eight years ago. Uh, we bought two ambulances. My father, the Bellegram Evangelistic Association, bought one, Samaritan's Purse bought the other. We came over and had a small dedication. Uh, they were very kind to take me in a helicopter and uh, take me to the northern part of the country to show me where the ambulances would So I was familiar with the organization. And Mr. Isaacs called me. He said, Franklin, they've lost 14 ambulances without even thinking. I said, you call them and you tell them right now that we will replace every ambulance they lost. I believe in this organization. You, you risk your life to save life. And I felt that these ambulances needed to be replaced now, immediately. We've got seven more that we're bringing. These will be armor-plated. But we are going to continue to work with this great organization. I have been so impressed with the men and women of this organization. Your organization is only as good as your people. You've got a great team. And so I am proud to have just a little small part, just a little part in your work. We give God the glory, the, the funds, the, the funds to come from the, to pay for these ambulances came from Christian people who love Israel. So we dedicate these, to, these ambulances today to God, to His glory. And we honor those who have lost their life. And so thank you so very much for being here today. And we thank God. Thank you. The ceremony was powerful. It was moving. And after the dedication was finished, Franklin took the time to stop by each of these ambulances where family members were gathered. And during the ceremony, McGinn Davida Dome Director General Eli Bin expressed his heartfelt appreciation for Samaritan's Purse. The first few days of the war, the first two or three days already, um, people of Samaritan's Purse we're right there with us, with Magen David Adom, waiting to hear, waiting to see, waiting to know everything that's going on with us, and it's something I never expected to happen. I met amazing people from this organization, but a few days afterwards, I met the president of the organization in Eshkol, Mr. Franklin Graham. And he gave me explanations for different parts of the Bible, and I was just uh, overwhelmed by this amazing human being, this amazing... Everything that he, that he shows, everything that he is, love to human beings, love to Israel, love to, for people all together, just an amazing person in front of me. 
SNI Gendavidodom, we're very grateful and full of admiration to you and to your people for everything you've done for us, for everything you do for Gendavidodom. We're amazed by the kind of human beings that you are, and we're forever <laughs> grateful to you. In his speech, the director emphasized that the ambulances dedicated are in memory of the fallen. Every ambulance has a name of a fallen medic written on the side, along with scripture. And one of the fathers of a fallen medic, he told us how thankful he is. He said that every time that ambulance, the one with his daughter's name inscribed on the side, that it responds to a call, it will be as if his daughter and her friends are still going and serving their country. It's helping keep their memory alive. And these ambulances will be a massive help across Israel. As I said, they're expanding Megin Davida Dome's fleet. Uh, but Samaritan's Purse is also doing so much more. Earlier in January, we airlifted a thousand life-saving trauma kits to Israel. And we're also providing food vouchers, hot meals, and food boxes to families in need. Stephen saw a lot of this need firsthand. And next, we want to take you to Ashkelon. It's a city in southern Israel that has been devastated by the war. He walked inside bombed-out buildings and saw the aftermath of the conflict. So can you tell me uh, what we're looking at right now? Yeah, this is an apartment that received uh, a rocket. And what town are we in right now? We're in Ashkelon now. Ashkelon. So this was the area where the most rockets were launched into? Most, right? yeah. They say, said in the news, yeah, that most of, over a thousand rockets, this city uh, of... Uh, yeah, he says also to the first floor they received a rocket. They had a rocket there too. Yeah. Okay, wow. About how far, how many kilometers from Gaza are we right now? Uh, seven, seven kilometers. This apartment is destroyed also. I said. see, okay. But we cannot see it. Uh, sure, wow. Wow, and these are just residential apartments. These are just everyday people yeah. living in these buildings. Yeah. There's yeah, no yeah. military infrastructure no, nearby. No, 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 it's just civilians. Uh, civilians. Normal wow. Have many families left Eshkelon since the attacks in October? I think, uh, you know, there are, there are some cities that were evacuated by the government. But this city, it's not in the list of the cities that... Right. Uh, Officially evacuated, it's but not still right there on the border. But about 20%, I think they they, they have left. left and then they come back. Wow! I mean, even earlier today, we could hear some of the the bombs going off not uh -huh. that far away. Stephen was able to speak to a Samaritan's Purse beneficiary in Askelon. She immigrated from Russia 32 years ago with her husband, and this is actually an area of Israel where many ethnic Russians live. And this woman's apartment was struck by rockets in October. And as she showed Stephen around the damaged space, he found out that she was a Holocaust survivor. This woman's life has been marked by war from beginning to now the end. And she's remained strong through many times of trials and tribulations. In October, your building was hit with and a rocket. Can you tell me about that day? We were at home and then the grandchild told her we have to escape after the war started. The, the bomb shelter, why should we go? We have uh, relatives in Erzelia, it's in another town. So they escaped to uh, uh, north of Tel Aviv. 
the next day after she left, they had a, a rocket here on the on the next floor. Разбила дверь эту всю вылетела. The door, everything was broken. I see. So brand new. Oh wow. Okay. And she had already fled north of Tel Aviv yeah, yeah. when that happened. When did she come back home? When they got back to Ashkelon, they didn't return to this apartment because it was hit by a rocket. So they went to her daughter and they lived there okay. for a while until they fixed the apartment. Yeah. So um, how did you feel when you came home and you saw the damage to We have to keep, keep going, keep mm -hmm. living. That's right. They went through one war. Many wars. Mm. You see? You so you've been through many wars. She's before. strong. Yeah. Yeah, she said they are strong. They're, you are strong. I'm so grateful that Samaritan's Purse was able to help this woman in a tangible way. Samaritan's Purse is partnering with more than 50 local churches and Christian organizations in Israel. And Samaritan's Purse is also supporting churches in Gaza to help suffering Palestinian families. And these churches have become central hubs for emergency relief. They're loving their neighbors, and it's a way for them to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Next, I want to take you to Nazareth and introduce you to one of these pastors. Joseph pastors a Lebanese church in northern Israel. In a conversation with Stephen, he shared from his perspective what the past three months have been like in his home country. You know, this is a unique time, and people are afraid right now. How have you seen God working even within that fear, you know, we know as believers, God is not the author of fear. Mm -hmm. He's not the author of confusion. Amen. And there's a lot of that happening right now. But how have you seen him working? Uh, I, I see the picture like that, that all things works for good for those who love God, those who are called according to his purpose. Mm -hmm. So I see the picture like that. What the enemy is uh, meaning for uh, evil, God is turning for good. I told you before, we have more opportunities to reach out to people. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe uh, some months ago, they won't uh, be ready to listen to us, but now they are open. God is opening new doors. Mm -hmm. And we know when He opens a new door, no one, when He opens a new door, no one can shut it. Right. So I, I, I say it again and again, we need to seize the opportunity and take advantage and not lose one minute go reach out to those people with more teams and bring them the good news. Uh, I, I see that God is bringing a revival to Israel after all this ordeal, really, mm -hmm. after this uh, terrible war that Israel is going through. I believe a, a great revival will come, mm -hmm. will sweep all over the country. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Can you tell me a little bit practically, obviously you are sharing the good news, um, but I also know, like, there's a lot of physical needs that yeah, people right, have. Right, right, right. What have um, you and your congregation and your ministry, how have you been trying to meet those physical needs as okay, well? This is a good question. Beside the food and the clothing, uh, we, we would like to give thanks to the Samaritan Purse for the uh, vouchers, for the gift cards that they have been giving us already and they gave us before. Because this is really very, very important, and I will tell you why. Because mo most of the families that we visit, they live under the poverty line, mm. and they cannot afford buying chicken and meat and uh, 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 dairies because it's very expensive. Mm. Uh, so these these coupons, these uh, vouchers, 
give them the opportunity to go back, go to the best supermarkets in Israel and buy meat and chicken and fish and dairy products. And so for them, this is enhancing the nutrition of their children. Really, we can see that like some families, since we started giving them those cars, their children look very healthy. They look much better than before. So praise God, really. Uh, again, I, I say it again and again that uh, it's not the matter of the food or the vouchers. We need to bring them the good news. We are talking here about eternity, mm-hmm. not only physical welfare. We are talking about their spiritual welfare. Mm-hmm. And, and what makes this uh, ministry, our ministry, amazing is and very peculiar is that uh, we, ju- we don't want just to come and knock at the door and say, okay, we brought you some food. We want to sit with those people, mingle with them, and hear their uh, pains and try to help them. This is the heart of Jesus, of Yeshua, really. Mm-hmm. He never just uh, uh, kept distance from the crowds. He always was mingling with the crowds and, uh, and uh, seeing their needs, meeting their needs. So thank you, really, for the Samaritan purse coming all the way from the U.S. Some people are amazed. When they hear that an, or a Christian organization from the U.S. is sending them vouchers and coupons and gift cards and food, they, they, they do think of us, they love us. We say, yes, look, this is the evidence. This is amazing, really. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you, you do, maybe the donors and the partners of Samaritan Press, they don't know what impact they are doing in wow. Israel. It's a great, great impact. Well, that's encouraging to hear, and it's, it's an honor for us. It really is. It's a privilege to come alongside of ministers such as yourself who are doing the frontline work. I loved hearing Pastor Joseph's heart, and I learned so much from his conversation. These past few months have been filled with darkness, but Pastor Joseph sees hope and light in all of it through Jesus. And we have so many incredible church partners serving in Israel. In fact, we're working with more than 100 church partners in both Israel and Gaza. And I want to share a small portion from another church pastor that Stephen was able to talk to in Israel. Salim pastors an Arabic church in Nazareth, and he shared how providing physical aid is building bridges. We call ourselves bridge builders or peacemakers. Mm -hmm. That's what we're trying to do. And from that, you know, day on, God uh, is enlarging, you know, the ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, today also, we ju- not just food, we give new clothes, we give shoes. And when your light is shining, people see around you, what are you doing? And uh, today, we thank God that really we can serve these families. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of different projects. I'm so humbled and thankful for these church partners that are being a light in this dark time. And one of the pastors said that the people are broken, but the people are open. And they're loving their neighbors right now, uh, truly being the hands and feet of Jesus. And their hope is not in their circumstances or things of this world, but it's in God. They're truly living out Romans fifteen thirteen that says, May the hope of God fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. Uh, despite devastation and destruction and the unknowns that war brings, these pastors are seeking to honor God in all they do. And I'm so encouraged by hearing their hearts. 
Please pray for the protection and wisdom of these church partners and pray for Samaritan's Purse as we work on both sides of the conflict. As I watch the news and hear these stories, I often can get sad and overwhelmed. And I can't imagine uh, that these pastors and the people that are walking and sitting with people, witnessing their sorrow and trauma. As I read Psalm 119 this week, verse 28 encouraged me as I thought about how they're persevering at this time. It says, I am weary from grief. Strengthen me through your word. Scripture is alive and active. And as believers, it is our source of strength and encouragement. So no matter what you're facing today, I pray that you turn your heart to God and seek his word for your strength. This entire episode reminds me of my conversation with the Vice President of Communications, Jim Daly. We just shared this, uh, but he talked about God's providential hand and how when all else fails, we can cling to God's promises. So if you need that encouragement today, I encourage you to go back and listen to that episode. You can find it uh, by going to samaritanspurse.org slash listen. Thank you so much for continuing to pray for the peace in Israel. Pray for the innocent civilians that are suffering on both sides. Uh, these are men and women and children that are being caught in the middle of war, and it's heartbreaking. Pray for our church partners and these medics as they respond in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for listening this week. God bless you.